I could have gone with Tara. I could have told her I loved her, but I didn't. Because I was afraid. That's what's stupid. Not coming out here, not facing my shit, and it makes me sick that you guys aren't even trying because you're strong and you're smart and you're both really good people and if you don't wake up and face your... Zedheads, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Karen. And this is The Walking Dead Cast, episode 212. And this week we're sponsored by The Walking Dead Collector's Models. Once again, these are officially authorized by AMC. They're little character models. They're your favorite characters from every season. And they've been expertly sculpted by hand and painted. Karen's holding Rick Grimes. I am. Right now. They're so cute. Rick Grimes is pointing his gun right at my face eyeball and he has realistic sweat <laughs> yeah he's grimy glistening down his front right here he's got the dirty sexy going so you can start with this rick one for 4.95 plus free shipping which is inexpensive for this cool little yeah, item yeah and it's it, very cool it's like a subscription thing so you get new ones every month now i have sitting in front of us one two three four six other ones tyrese uh merle Glenn, Michonne, Daryl, and the governor. I want to give you one of these. Which one do you want? Oh, boy. Three dead, four living, by the way. Um, how? Oh, I can't decide. You know, Glenn. Oh, man. I knew you were going to pick that one. Don't let me pick, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I put, purposefully put Michonne front and center up right next to Rick. Michonne's I pretty great. Tri- Glenn, I was thinking unobtrusively in the corner. but You know how much I love Glenn. <laughs> My love for him so, is... So, Glenn, I'm opening it up. Oh, well, I should have let you open it. That's a good one. He's got his riot gear. Yeah, he does. So smart. And He's properly attired <laughs> for the zombie apocalypse. And there's a little character booklet in here, see, that shows uh, like pic- good pictures of him throughout the series oh, and highlights and things like that. Great. So... Wow. And it's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's got his rat gear. Him hold, He's got this grim look on his face and his helmet at his feet. So anyways, he's if you're a collector. A, he's going to make a good protective dad. These are <laughs> these are great for you. You can order them at twdcollection.com slash deadcast. That's twdcollection.com slash deadcast. Check it out. I think a lot of you will like these. It's cool to have a sponsor that actually has something to do with The Walking Dead. Yeah, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Attention shoppers. Deadcast top five in five, four, three, two. All right. It's our Deadcast top five this week. It's our top five highlights for season six, episode 14, twice as far. What yep. is twice as far? 
I, I don't know what why what that means. Um, I don't know either. Yeah, I was trying to Twice think. Far. I don't know. Yeah, well, two <laughs> Let teams. Us know. Two teams went two, out. Two, yeah, and mm, they went half as far as normal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't know. But what do you think of it? Oh, a good episode. Really interesting to watch. It was a little scattered, but overall, I liked it. Yeah, I you know I thought it was fine. You know, it was good. I didn't love it, but it was good. It wasn't bad. Um, I thought I'm kind of sad lately watching the show. The mood. I mean, it's yeah. always been a sad show because it's a zombie show and people get eaten. But the mood is is even more kind of a downer it lately. Is a downer. I think people die, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Denise died, but not just that. I mean, I guess that's one of my top five, so I'll save it. But uh, I think also, well, yeah, it's one of my top five, so I'll save it. I'll talk about the mood a little bit later, but let's get into our top five. You go first. All right. So first, let's talk about the pace since I brought it up before. I mentioned that it felt a little scattered and it did. And I thought it was both slow and also kind of quick too and what i mean is the slow part was for the you know about 90 percent of it was slow and then the last 10 percent was really really it's fast so typical for walking dead <laughs> yeah too. it is it was sort of erratically paced and i mean the last week was like that too yeah right or yeah. the one with carol and maggie mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we repeated the the same kinds of scenes a couple of times actually three times two during the intro and then one at the end where you know it was sort of indicating a, a normal day in mm. in like zombie almost like watching it at the beginning i was just settling down and it had started but i wasn't totally paying full attention and they showed uh i think the the point was to show that they're doing the same kind of things every day or something mm -hmm. but i thought they accidentally were showing the exact same thing again with morgan and his staff uh -huh. and yeah. abraham taking over i mean um, it did Eugene look similar yeah i thought it was i was like is there a did i just accidentally rewind it or something right exactly what, are, what is going on here <laughs> yeah there's a, a great star trek the next generation episode that was like that days yeah sort of a groundhog day kind of a thing yeah it was great but that was not what this was. Um, and then they, there was this road trip. So two different groups, two different missions, um, obtaining ostensibly, obtaining drugs. And then the other one was um, this great idea about manufacturing um, bullets. Mm -hmm. So actually a pretty good idea. Then a big confrontation. So attack. Uh, that was over pretty fast. Key person is lost. And then the last few minutes goes back to that same day and then oh carol's saying goodbye to us mm -hmm. oh she's gone <laughs> okay so that was that yeah there it is that's very typical of the walking dead to have a slow pace and a few conversations philosophical maybe some slight confrontations and then somebody dies or yeah. there's some big excitement at the end right so this episode felt in some ways even though there was a death a little cookie cutter to me and mm -hmm. um it goes along with the whole honest trailers thing yeah it was like a prime episode for that like that yes. trailer probably just described this episode right probably. exactly even the part about how like only the supporting characters die off now when they're speechifying or happy. yeah yeah or digging mm -hmm. right <laughs> <laughs> okay my number five is i think this was interesting that this 
episode was kind of about leveling up about it's there's been a long arc of alexandrians and the weaker people realizing that if they want to survive in the world they have to learn how to take care of themselves yes but i love the way that eugene kind of put it in terms of nerdy things yeah he said as with any rpg which is do you know what that stands for yeah um uh 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 Rocket propelled grenade? No, it does stand for that, but it also stands for role playing game. Oh, which is what ah. he's talking about. As with any RPG, tabletop, electronic, or otherwise, the key to survival is allowing oneself to be shaped by the assigned oh, environment. Right. In doing so, a broad range of capabilities are acquired, allowing one to flip the script and use said capabilities to shape said environment for maximum longevity. So that kind of goes along with Paula's coffee bean analogy. Yes. Right. You'd Become rather, the water. Yeah. And then turn the water. Right. Like you want to have an effect on your environment. That's what he's saying. That's yeah. stage two. So stage one is allowing the environment to shape you. Uh, and then stage two is you flip the script and you said capabilities to shape the environment. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Eugene is saying that he's at stage two, although I think he might have a little stage one work left to go. You Probably know? All, all the Alexandrians do. Yeah, yeah, all the Alexandrians. And Eugene, too, he's trying to tell Abraham he had it, but I'm not so sure about that. And then Denise, she's trying to get to stage one, too. She's trying to allow herself to be changed by the environment. Carol is way past all of this. She's allowed herself to be changed by the environment in, in other words, toughened up, and now she's she's totally in control of her environment. She's a badass. She she kills who she feels like it. But now that's had a, an effect on her, and so she's sort of beyond all of that and maybe over it. Yeah. <laughs> and then even Rosita a little bit, she's having to become her own person in a way that, I mean, she always felt strong to me, but Denise implied that, one of the reasons why she asked Rosie to come out there was to, so she could learn for herself that she's a stronger than she thinks she is on her own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So she's having to toughen herself up too and kind of level up a little bit. So I guess I thought there were a lot of parallels about people just trying to become stronger. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a great point. I, I thought it was a mistake to have a doctor go out into the field why? To, <laughs> to, a weak doctor. Yeah, a weak doctor who's never killed a zombie, but never left the gates of Alexandria since the zombie, since she arrived. Right. She has never left. And so you're the only doctor for this place. It, it seems like a very foolish thing to do. And, and isn't there somebody who's going to stop her? Apparently not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she if her, insisted. I mean, they did try to give him credit, right? Yes. More than in oh, yeah. most episodes. Yeah. yeah. Daryl's like, yo, you're going to kill yourself. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. She's like, well, I'm going whether you want me to or not. not, Yeah, exactly. But it seems like there's a middle ground. Like, hey, Denise, why don't you calm down for a minute? We'll go get the pharmaceuticals. You just tell us where it's at. You Mm -hmm. already have drawn us this amazing map. We'll go get the pharmaceuticals. How about later on we have some zombie killing practice? Yeah. Zombie killing practice. Yeah. And I mean, that, that opened up with Rosita saying... Let's go do some practice. And Denise said, well, instead of that, why don't we go out? So they were going to do some kind of a practice. Yeah. But maybe they could do like 
well, we'll string up a zombie sure. and or starter zombie. Yeah, starter zombie. Somewhere in an environment mm-hmm. where we have more control right. or something like that. Little baby right. steps to it. Baby steps. Mm-hmm. Come on. Baby zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have a weapons workshop offered for the Alexandrians. Everybody should be doing that and they should all keep their yeah. skills set and, up. And the, I think the the implication is that they are like Rosita's starting to teach them how to shoot and do and machete work and stuff like that but they need to also go out and work on the zombies that are somehow in a little bit more of a controlled environment they need to have like a zombie course or something (laughs) i like that they're all carrying uh knives or machetes uh so they're that's their first weapon their first go-to weapon is that then they also have their guns and that's like a backup thing just in case that's on the humans you Mm -hmm. use the guns on the humans and you use the knives on the zombies yeah and i think that's mostly well maybe for two reasons one is they want to conserve ammo and two Mm -hmm. gunfire draws more zombies that's right it's loud whereas whacking with them with a machete pretty quiet but not very tight. Not as effective either. I mean, I would rather have a gun if it weren't for those two things mm-hmm. that I just mentioned. You know what? Machetes are very ineffective on zombies that have a metal helmet. <laughs> Which was awesome. Which was I, awesome. I really like that. Yeah. And I saw it. I sort of saw it coming. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, don't aim for the nip. Clank. Oh, no. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you know what? I want to make that one my number is the zombies in this episode they had some great zombies in this episode i thought the makeup was outstanding the zombie with the metal helmet was my favorite that mm-hmm. was the best zombie kill ever and by the way rebar again so rebar <laughs> comes back to um to save Be the day useful. here to save the day my my main experience with rebar because i don't build things that much is you use a lot at burning man to hold down the domes and things really yeah huh. pound it into the pound um, and rebar the alkali yeah huh. you learned something new. <laughs> uh, also i like the zombie in the apothecary with the cast on her foot i mean mm. uh, who knows if it was a male or female zombie but the cast on the foot of the zombie i thought was excellent so i thought that was a, a great zombie this episode greg nicotero's never run out of his guys don't ever I run know. out of ways to make the zombies look awesome i know and it's especially impressive considering they've had this sort of uh philosophy the whole time of making the zombies all kind of generically dressed yeah so they don't have that to fall back on yeah. they can't do clown zombie or you know ballerina or, or zombie controller zombie or whatever right exactly <laughs> doctor zombie yeah. exotic dancer zombie so they have to differentiate and be creative in f- terms of just gruesomeness or mm-hmm. different ideas like that yeah metal helmet it yeah. very uh game of thrones but i think it was a woman because i didn't even catch this even the first two times through. Mm-hmm. But did you catch what was going on there with the hush, hush, hush? The little baby, yeah. little baby shoe. Yeah. It was, and there was a stroller outside too. Yeah. So she ended up drowning the baby. It's so it would be quiet and wouldn't and it drove draw her, the zombies around. And for some reason she wrote hush, hush, hush all over the wall. So sad. <laughs> and then if you, I don't know if you noticed, but outside there were a lot of bloody zombie handprints yeah. on the outside. I did. I thought that was a really nice touch. I was wondering what they were getting at. I was wondering if maybe it was just that this is might be one reason why nobody had discovered those drugs before because it was just popular for zombies, that area. But you think it had something to do with 
no. something else? Here's what I think it had to do with, honestly. The reason why I think that it was never discovered is because people are too stupid to understand that apothecary <laughs> equals <laughs> drugstore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that mean? That's kind of mean. I'm sorry. Uh, but apothecary is a super old-fashioned word for, um, you know, no, it pharmacy. No, have something to do with that. Yeah, because I don't know if I would have realized that. Mm-hmm. I, I might have. I don't know for sure. If I saw two stores next to each other and one said pharmacy and one said apothecary, I would head for the pharmacy. Pharmacy, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. And boutique. Boutique would have thrown me off. <laughs> My turn? Yep. Okay. Well, as I mentioned earlier, the mood. I think the mood of the show is a bit of a downer, and I was trying to figure out exactly why. I, I'm not sure exactly if I have totally a finger on it yet, but I, for one thing, I wonder if the group thinks that they fulfilled their obligation to Hilltop because they, they're they eating all that food, obviously, and their plan was or what they agreed to was to kill Negan and all his people and they'd get half the food right right and I wonder if they think they're done I mean you would think not because Carol and Maggie know that they were radioing more people all those people came and they killed them but you'd think that they might at least consider that there might even be more people out there you'd think but they're trying to make it like okay now we're back to everyday life but um it didn't feel like a happy situation. Here's a few reasons why. Maybe they've all just had to, a lot of the characters anyway, have had to compromise their integrity lately. Yeah. Or, or at least are recovering from some really like big soul shaking stuff that they had to do. Killing people is not the same as killing zombies. In their sleep, no less. Yep. Carl lost his eye a little while yeah. back. Rosita's yeah. post breakup, that was yep. kind of, she, uh, Christian Serratos plays that really well. She that does. just look of I'm really pissed and sad right now and yep. I don't want to deal with anything. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Um that but that's no fun to watch. I mean I'm not criticizing it, I'm just saying right. it's, a, it's a downer. Yeah. Um Abraham just did that nasty thing that makes us not like him as much yeah. anymore and yeah. seems like an a-hole. Um now Eugene breaks up with Abraham. <laughs> that's yeah. sad. Aaron is ashamed of himself for leading the wolves to kill everybody. Carol's ashamed about having had to kill so many people yep. and she's all flustered. Rick just seems kind of overly ruthless and callous, even though, you know, you can definitely argue he's doing what needs to be done. You could argue that. I just still feel like there's something kind of sad about his character mm-hmm. that he's lost something. And the music is sad. Yeah. <laughs> and and now Denise just trying to get out there and better herself. And you might even think, oh good Go, girl. Go out there and and try to learn and be out in the world. And I I always appreciate that message that she was saying. You know, don't be scared of the world. Go out and take risk. And then thunk an arrow yeah. through the head. So it's like, oh God, what a downer. It is a downer. It was. It's there have been some heavy, heavy episodes. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we're gonna get anymore. I don't think there's room in for the Kirkman's, rest of the show. In the yeah. How can there be anything light after this? Yeah. Uh, in Kirkman's world, the world that he's that he's created, there's it's constant war, and now it's mm-hmm. just going to be these little fiefdoms fighting each other. And the the big bad right now is not the zombie mm-hmm. anymore. The zombie is you know they they know how to deal with the zombie. The zombie's a gnat. The real big bad is people and bad people and yeah. and themselves. You know? Yeah, and themselves. See, that's what gets me. It's like we've always had bad people, almost Mm -hmm. always, and we've had zombies, but we haven't had themselves. Like them 
sort of breaking down. That's what it's about. It's about them breaking down themselves. That's what's getting me kind yeah. of depressed, right? Yeah. So there are a couple of things in this episode, little rays of light, at least for me personally. I know other people don't don't all respond to it the same way I do, but uh, Morgan making this jail yeah. is like, yeah, that's good. And Rick's like, well, what's that for? And he's like, well, so we can have more choices next time. Yeah. You know, that's like, yeah, good. That's a sign that things could be not, you know, more choices. Yes. Good. Right. More choices. <laughs> right? Good. Yes. And um, what was the other one? Even Carol deciding that she can't kill anymore for me was a bright spot. Oh, in this be- episode because it, it it represented it was that a bright spot for you like it, it her was, leaving no not necessarily leaving because i was thinking what's the difference between morgan and carol right neither one of them they're they're pretty much committed to not right. killing at this point yes but morgan will stay why well because he thinks that you don't have to kill in order to Ha- be in right. community with people that you care about but right. carol thinks you do have to kill so she right. has no other choice but to not have anyone dependent on her right and i think the truth is somewhere in between you know yep. i think sometimes you have to kill and and so carol is probably uh she's not in a good place mentally and she's probably right if she really wanted to make sure to be able to be there for the people that she loved, then she's going to have to be ready to kill at some point. She's going to have to kill. Um, so, but I don't know. I just think, I, I guess it's a bright spot because it means that she still has a soul left. You yeah, know? right. That she, she suffered for, right. ha- for ha- being so ready to kill right. so many people that it had an impact on her soul as I as it would any of us yeah. I think you know yeah of course so it's not necessarily a bright spot but it's just something that makes me feel good about humanity whereas they, the other way they could have gone with her character is she just gets more and more badass less and less empathetic towards anybody and kill 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 and that would depress me or maybe they she gets to, to Morgan at least Morgan's kind of thinking outside the box how can we come up with sort of a middle ground Bravo. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say my number three, which is choices for how to live in the zombie apocalypse as exemplified by Carol leaving. So I was really surprised that she's that she left. I know that she's done killing people, but then again, so is Morgan and he didn't leave. So is there another is there another middle ground? Is there is there anything else you can do? And I was thinking about that. I don't have a great answer, actually. I really don't. I didn't mm. think of a wonderful answer, except that I can't imagine her leaving and leaving these people behind that she loves. And she's a she's a great fighter. And, and by leaving, she's leaving them to die. You know, she's not doing her part to, to help right. save them. Yeah, so yeah. she is making a choice. She is killing people. She's probably killing the people that she loves. That's true, I know that's yeah. harsh, but... That. Uh, I was thinking about in... Um, she's abdicating her... Well, I don't know if I'd call her it responsibility, responsibility but... It kind of is. She's yeah. part of that family. Yeah. And she says she... I mean, she can, she doesn't have to stay and help, but yes, in leaving, she's making them less strong. Yeah. A lot less strong. A lot less strong, because mm-hmm. she's such a good fighter. And have you ever been in South... She just needs to work out her issues. <laughs> yeah. when, you were, when you were in Southern France, did you go to the, to the Cather area they call it the 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 amazing castles that the cathars built so the the cathars yeah we saw castles i don't know if it was cather castles were they were they up on the top, top of crazy we hills in one that was up on top of like a crazy crazy hill it was on a hill yeah i bet that was <laughs> i bet that was a cather castle now so the cathars were these were these very very peaceful group of people a religion 
in France and Spain, I think, too. And they built these castles. Either they built them or they moved into them and they uh, and they fortified them even more way up high in the mountains. And they're impossible looking. They're super, super high, super, super tall. And these castles are just like, they, they look like they they are built by fairies. I mean, they can't possibly exist. And they're, and they did that because the, there were so many crusaders coming to kill them. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking about them and they made me think of our group and the, so the Cathars decided we're going to have the ultimate defense, right? Mm -hmm. So our group has decided that the best defense is a great offense. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you do in the zombie apocalypse? Do you, do you build bigger castles? Do you try to fortify Alexandria? Is that how you keep from killing people? Is that you have this amazing defensive line to keep out the crusaders, the people who would take you over? And that's what Carol was saying. She was saying, people after this, gonna, yeah. people are people are going to want what we have. And right. they're going to come and I won't be able to kill. And I love you and I just can't do this anymore. And I have a lot of sympathy, but... I don't know what the decision, well, I don't know what the I mean you just look is. at you know we have the same problem today and the way that modern mostly at least western civilization has dealt with it is we have a military and the military is supposed to be there in case something goes wrong right mm-hmm. or people attack then they can fight back for the most part and sometimes they go around and be a, a policeman too, but it's rare that we will go and preemptively strike. Now I'm starting to get political. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But uh, anyway, the idea is that you know you have a, a, you have the ability to kill, so that and you make that known, so that people know not to mess with you. And right. and you probably do have to use it every once in a while, just so people will respect your power, but it doesn't it's not the norm to just go in and kill everyone that could possibly be a threat you know yeah so if they if their idea is to try and get back to some semblance of civilization which they already are in alexandria right. more than most any other place sure. you've seen right then they need to probably do what the governor was doing get a get a fighting class together and right yeah yeah have the place be fortified and yep. stuff like that so they yep. can protect what they you know what they yeah and get want to keep be a little more clever about it and and send out i don't know it's it's tough i have the feeling that negan's already has constructed exactly what i'm describing and that uh he's yeah <laughs> i mean uh now as it turns out our group has gotten really really lucky and we've defeated negan's guys a couple of times now yeah i don't think the luck's gonna hold <laughs> not in the finale possibly possibly mm-hmm. okay my turn yep okay just want to talk about denise a little bit yeah i got spoiled on denise's death did you yes oh, how i i read in an article yeah don't read articles I was, yeah and i shouldn't i shouldn't have read it mm. i gave in you know it even said spoiler <gasps> and i I don't usually read those and I read it and then I knew and so the whole episode Uh, every time Denise was on the screen I was like kind of halfway looking is it gonna be an arrow I even knew it was an arrow right? and so when it happened I was sort of halfway saw it oh there it is (laughs) I kind of knew well this looks like it's gonna be really I was totally shocked yeah I was thinking about you I was thinking that you would be like I quit the show (laughs) (laughs) 
I love Merritt Weaver too. Yes, she's great. And and I think Denise uh, was a great character. She was. She was really different mm-hmm. and seemed real and, and relatable. Just, yeah, and the kind of person that I would just want to know. Sweet I want to get to know. And nerdy. Sweet and nerdy, but you know, not like a pushover. Yeah. You know. Yeah, she seemed great, and and man, she's the doctor. It's not good. Yeah. And it's going to be sad, very sad for Tara. Right, I know, mm-hmm. and I was bummed to lose Denise, Denise, but I also know that this is the price of watching this show, and I will always yep. stand by that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay, exactly. That was another one. I thought it was a little odd that Denise, this is Department of Suspension of Disbelief, but she's like, <laughs> oh, by the way, you know what? There's this place that might have a lot of drugs, and uh, I never mentioned that to Aaron or <laughs> Keith in the last two years. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I, just, uh, I don't know why. And it's, you know, it's within a day's drive slash right. walk from here. Just go pick so, it up, yeah. bucket loads. And <laughs> then um, I think she was... Mm, Maybe worse at fighting zombies than any human ever would be. Like yes. even me, I would be better. I wouldn't grab the zombie and drag it on top of myself. No, <laughs> that's kind of what it looked like. No, she did. that was a bad choice. Yeah, Denise. And I also am not sure I quite get the point of because they say on Walking Dead they don't like to have anybody die unless it can help the story or. I, I wasn't sure what they were getting at because she said she was saying it was stupid to be afraid and not yeah. go out there and face your shit. And it makes her sick that Daryl and Rosita aren't even trying. I'm not sure what she meant. Like, I don't know what she not trying what. Yeah. They're out there. They're out there. They're facing their fears. Yeah. It's really strange. And yeah. then funk. Yeah. So. um, What's the, what was the I point felt of her? Like they were trying to. Like they didn't really know what they were getting at either. I'm yeah. probably wrong about that, but it they just had seems to kill a off little, a major character. Yeah. And also, here's my I have a I have a theory. Okay, here's my theory. So apparently, the Talking Dead tried to get uh, tried to get Merritt Weaver to come on to the Talking Dead last night. I don't know if this is true or not, but the uh, what's his butt said. We tried to get Merritt Weaver, but she's busy with her new gig. Oh, now remember, she's won an Emmy for Nurse Jackie. Oh. As a supporting actress. So she's an actress in demand. I think that she was probably like, oh, I got a great gig. She probably talked to the producers and maybe the producers hmm. like, you're exactly the right character because your character people care about and they have to kill off somebody, I suppose. Well, she did do an inter- uh, interview. She did more, but I only read one. And uh, they asked her when she knew she was going to get killed off. And she said from the beginning, she knew it was just going to be one season. Oh, so- Okay. She could be a liar or, right. <laughs> or right. she already knew. Also, I have a theory on So I have I have a lot of crazy theories Go this for week. It. I have a theory on why she threw up on her glasses, why they made her throw up on her that glasses. That was good. I love that. Oh, <laughs> it I was good. Except, except I, I have a theory about why they made her throw why? up on her glasses. Because they were probably thinking, okay, now, now Dr. Denise gets shot through the eye with an arrow. Oh, yeah. How yeah, are we yeah, going to yeah. handle her glasses? Yes. And they're like, that's going to be complicated. Okay, here's what we'll do. We'll have her throw up on her glasses <laughs> back there so that when she gets hit by the arrow, she doesn't have her glasses on. Oh. Because otherwise, that's my theory. You know what? That would be brilliant if it wasn't so dumb because you just wipe your glasses off. <laughs> Come on. And who walks around in the zombie apocalypse without your glasses on blind? Just wipe them off. I mean, if, if David <laughs> was walking around in the zombie apocalypse without his glasses, I would be so they should have had her throw up on him and then step on him. 
know? Yeah. Then they'd be broken. And then they'd be broken. Yeah. And then that would be why she didn't have them on. Because mm-hmm. you kind of got to see when you're walking back. How would that? I was like, oh, I threw up on my glasses and then stepped on them. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hilarious. Darn it. Dang it. Yeah. All right, we're going back to the apothecary. And then finally... um, she got the orange crush. That was, uh, yeah. even though unlikely, I liked it anyways. And uh, it's sad that she won't be giving it to Tara. Maybe Tara will get it because it will be hidden in her knapsack. Yeah. They'll give and it. She'll drink it and cry. And cry. And be like, I don't the- even like orange crush. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I was having a nightmare about soda. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she didn't even tell her that she liked soda. She was just talking about soda in her sleep pop. Or Is that what it was? was? Yes. Uh-oh. So she didn't even know she liked or not. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Your turn. All right. Abraham and Eugene. And I love their hey, little. Hey, that's my number two. I Abraham love their little road trip together. Okay. So we'll do this. We'll do this one together. Our okay. number two is together. Abraham, Abraham and, and Eugene, Eugene are Love cool. their little road trip together. <laughs> yeah. That sounded great. From the conversation about Eugene's hair. About yeah. him tying. So they said he. Oh. Did they say he cut it? No. Just tied, tied it into, it a, back. into his, a ponytail. His Tennessee okay. waterfall. He tied that back into a nice little ponytail. I think like, it looks better. Like a hipster. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, you don't agree? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not crazy about the Tennessee waterfall. Okay. Uh, but I love the fact that they, you know, his idea was, hey, we're going to manufacture bullets from yeah. the, at this metal foraging place. They did that in the comic, too. I love it. Super it's cool. so smart because you need bullets and you can trade with bullets. So you can use that as sort of commerce in the, maybe the zombie apocalypse. That's a new commerce. I thought that was a brilliant idea. And I really loved that uh, they worked. So these are the things I loved about it. I, I didn't like their fight. Their fight seemed immature and silly and kind yeah. of dumb. I, you two I, was being a, a douche. Yeah. It's like you were just going to die. Yeah. You should be thanking him and then say, you know what? I'm really like we were saying before, there's no middle ground with these guys. It's like, can we do the baby steps and you can take me out and help me? And if I look like I'm about to die, maybe you could step in. That would be a reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) There is no middle ground with these people. Dibs is dibs. But having (laughs) said all that, I did like the fact that they worked together to save the group. Um, yeah, at the end. Mm-hmm. All of them. Rosita, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And at first I thought, oh, God, Eugene is being is giving up Abraham. He's Why yeah. is he betraying Abraham? But yeah. it was, then when you found out what he was really doing, yeah. it was kind of funny. It was almost like he said, oh, look over there. And they're like, huh? Oh? Let's go <laughs> send a few guys in. <laughs> He's creating a moment. Yeah. Yep. I liked how uh, he, but about that, argument that i did like is he said your services are no longer required you've outlived your usefulness to me and that totally reminded me of abraham saying to rosita i thought you were the last woman on earth but you're not because it's an asshole thing to say and then abraham calls uh, him an asshole and i'm like well now you got some of your own medicine there (laughs) (laughs) and i thought oh my god is he really leaving eugene to find his own way back that big man baby is he leaving him to find right. his own way back to but, yeah because he got his feelings hurt but yeah. then he hung around he and hung watched around. him anyway he was teaching him a lesson and i liked when he said uh timmy down there almost ate your face dumbass <laughs> 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 but 
I mean, are you still liking their dialogue? Because it, it feels so out of place to me. It's so hokey. Sometimes like that line I liked, but there was so much of that with them both together in the same scene. I'm like, where, where did they come from? <laughs> I find it to be conversational sorbet. Okay. It's a, I little, can see it's a that. little palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah, it is refreshing, I guess. I love it. <laughs> I love that Abraham said, you know how to bite a dick. And with that, I mean that with the utmost respect. Yes. <laughs> uh, when classic. I saw um, uh, Eugene doing that, and the guy going, ah, and for some reason, his arms were flailing around yeah, instead right. of grabbing instead him. Instead of grabbing him, him and getting him off. He his... secretly enjoyed it. But he, <laughs> I thought, it really looks like he's biting his dick, but that can't be right. And then Abraham said that at the end, and I was like, he was. Oh, my God. He was. And I think there was blood coming from it. He, I mean, dude, if you're biting it that hard for mm-hmm. that long and getting that mm-hmm. big of a scream, you got to think it could be gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, what, is it? I think that I'd like to think that that Dwight's uh, Dwight's junk is a thing of the past. That's what I think. It's gone the way of the left side of his face. That is so gross. What do you think happened to his face? Because uh, I know. <laughs> uh, I th- here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think he's back at Negan's and mm-hmm. Negan punished him by like holding him in a fire or something terrible. <laughs> That's just my crazy theory. So. Uh, Let's see. Are you done? I am. Am I done? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, except I also agree that I think it's really cool that Eugene decided to make bullets. That's just yeah, cool. It is. It's a great idea. Smart. If you can actually pull it off. Yep. And it can't be that hard, can it? I mean, Eugene probably knows how to do some metal working and then probably also knows how to create the explosive that you need. Is it gunpowder? Gunpowder. And gunpowder can't be that hard to manufacture, can it? I I don't know how to I don't know how to manufacture gunpowder. Oh, it also made but, me think that that like ba- if society fell, people who know these things are going to be kings. Mm-hmm. You know, either he knows, or in a couple episodes, he'll be like, "I'm not a bullet maker. I'm not a bullet maker." <laughs> <laughs> you gotta figure that that one of the most priceless places in all of the zombie apocalypse is like a library where you can figure out how Learn, to yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, or you need the anarchist cookbook. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or the, the monkey wrench gang or something like that. All right. What's your number one? Dwight with Daryl's crossbow attacks. That was it. It was a surprise for me. I did not see it coming right in the middle of De- Denise's big speech. And I was like, ah, holy crap. And also the fact that now we know that at least at least Dwight's group knows about Alexandria and that yeah, that ain't know? that ain't good I don't I didn't I don't know either and they must have been spying or something yeah they <clears> checked <throat> it out because they had some good information about yeah. what's going on with Alexandria so that's not good and but uh and and it's not good that of course Denise rest in peace is gone that's a terrible terrible thing but uh, on the uh you know silver lining Daryl's got his crossbow back and his motorcycle so, yeah, because Norman Reedus had said, I think it'd be great if Daryl was without that stuff. He he said that in Atlanta when I when I did his panel, and then in the next couple episodes he lost it, and now he has it all back. He has it all back. <laughs> well done, so, sir. Who will be the doctor now? Nobody. Nobody. Everybody self doctors. They all they all get the 
you know, idiot's guide to to stitching yourself or something. <laughs> idiot's guide I mean, to stitching yourself. <laughs> um. <laughs> what are they going to do? It's terrible. You know what? They're going to have to go and talk to the OBGYN yeah. dude at Hilltop Community. But he can't be in both places, so he has to train somebody. Uh, what do you think of Dwight? The guy, not the character, but the guy who plays him and how he's playing him. Oh, I liked him. I like that Me that too. actor. Yeah, I thought he was good. Yeah. yeah, he was great. Interesting. He had that little smug I liked smile. When, yeah, and when Daryl said, "I should have killed you," he's he was like, yep. "You probably should have." Yep. He just very straightforward. Yeah, probably. you probably should have. Probably should have. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, all right, my yep. turn. Okay, my number one is Carol. Who, as I said, I'm finding it fascinating anyway. That yeah. her character's continuing to evolve, which is good. She and is. Even though it's dangerous for a show, like with Morgan, people love a certain incarnation and they could keep the character there or move past it and evolve into something that maybe people don't like as much, which is kind of what happened to Morgan. And maybe some people might not like what's happening with Carol, but. I like to see vulnerability and yeah and and so anyways she's fiddling mm-hmm. with that cross in the beginning the crucifix mm-hmm. yeah some of our listeners re- reminded us that she we did see her pray after Sophia when they found oh yeah this church the little church in yeah, the woods when yeah Sophia was missing uh, so the, she could have been telling the truth when she said her faith helped her get through that yeah. I think it's interesting that she just has realized I can't, I'm not going to kill anymore. And that makes her a danger to the people that she loves. But uh, I also don't quite get when that happened because a couple weeks ago she was really fighting almost ready to kill Morgan just so she could then kill the wolf. Right. Right. She was ready to kill. And then I don't know. I don't remember what happened that would make her just. She was just thinking about it and feeling bad about how many people she's killed because reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, did anything change? You know, she saw that wolf try to save Denise. So maybe was that it that maybe. that turned her around on it? I yeah. Don't, I don't oh, know. you know what? It might have been what the Sam. Oh yeah, the Cookie Monster. Yes. You're probably right. And I mean, she didn't know for sure. Maybe she heard what happened. Yeah. That Sam was freaking out. Yeah. And maybe she blames herself and she started to rethink everything and all of her choices. Mm -hmm. And, and also maybe Morgan has sort of told her, Hey, there's a middle ground. We don't, you know, we don't have to kill. Yeah. I think he's, he's definitely got her thinking. Yep. But she believes you need to kill and she just can't so she i think she feels like she's weak and she just they would be better off without her oh honey just just don't make any rash decisions stay with your adopted family and don't leave them defenseless mm. cuz there's bad things coming and they they have have to know that right yeah <laughs> At this she point- should have morgan teach her how to use the staff yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and she can knock people out but uh, I wonder if this is leading towards, I don't know, could this be a sign that she's going to be killed off? It could be. Or it could be a sign that they're like, we're going to continue to evolve Car- Carol's character because we know everyone loves her. And so <laughs> Karen's making the kill sign. <laughs> Crossing uh, my neck. The dead sign. Yeah. Do you think, think so? Is that the feeling you're getting? 
Yeah. She's she's in such torment. I think that she would probably at this point welcome it and probably sacrifice herself to save them all. Hmm. That's my my uh, theory is that she's going to sacrifice herself to save everybody. I wonder if, you know, the show's six years in. Some people probably don't even want me to bring this up, but I wonder if uh, there's got to be some of the longtime actors that are like, nah, maybe this is enough. You know? <laughs> I'm good. Maybe it's time yeah. to go off and see if I can uh, make it in the movie business. Right. Or like I'm, I'm kind of a known quantity at this point. You think some of them are like that? If anyone is like that, I would guess it might be Andrew Lincoln. Yeah, Andrew Lincoln's a big, big fat movie star. Yeah. And Not he's a, he's all. such a... He loves the craft of yes. acting and everything. Right. He might like another challenge. But he's probably got some nice fat contract with AMC. They better give him whatever he wants. Right, exactly. I, I don't know. They've been they it sounds like they've been also filming in the summertime in Atlanta, which would uh probably yeah. every year that happened, it would be like, Okay, that's be rough, it. man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Notes. Notes. So the only note that I really have is that this was kind of a couple episode, too. We saw Rosita and Spencer. Oh, yeah. We forgot to talk about that. The yeah. getting it on. Although I think that he's just a, what do you he's call that? He's a rebound. Rebound. I kind of think And I felt sorry for him. And, and when he said, what are we doing here? And she's like, what? You know, what? We'll have dinner. Okay, fine. And that totally made, I have this theory of, uh, relationships the the just balance of interest yeah like the yeah. most successful relationships people on each side have about the same level of interest in the other one as soon as you have one person who is either way obsessed or not that interested yep. then it makes the other person react like if one person is sort of way too aloof then the other person gets worried and they get more interested yes. and then it just tips over that way or yeah. if one person is way too needy then the other person gets pushed away yeah right so this relationship is way imbalanced way imbalanced <laughs> i don't think you can call it relationship they're just hooking up he, he well he's but he, he's he likes her and he wants it to be more she is a delightful eligible young lady she needs some time to Let's face process. it, how many eligible young ladies are there in Alexandria? Maybe. Twelve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Their pool is pretty darn small. So when when you say there's plenty of fish in the sea, at this point, that might not be true. There's not many fish in the it's, pond. It's a pretty small pond. Also, uh, Abraham and Sasha. Oh, yeah, yeah. End. What do you think about that? Yeah. Uh, I thought that was predictable. Mm-hmm. And what I thought, I thought it was funny that Abraham's like, you know, almost like that like a John Cusack say anything moment you know, yeah. he shows up and he's like, we might have 30 years here and that's not even enough. Like all of a sudden he's Mr. Romance. And, but then the look on her face was like kind of horrified. Well, come inside. Like, I guess if this is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or she didn't look pleased at all. She was, was no so, joy. It, she was so enraptured by his, I think that was the idea. But yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> like she's about to throw up on her glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Nope. Okay. I have a few more entries in the Department of Suspension Disbelief. So <laughs> Daryl shifting, which is funny, but you're going one speed. You don't need to keep grinding on those gears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think unless it just was in neutral, but it yeah. looked like he was doing it almost on purpose to annoy her and while, it was while keeping me. a straight face. But he's like, whoa. <laughs> And, and you're still not letting her drive, which I thought, right. well, just let her, do, if she's yeah. good at it. Let her do this. <laughs> you're really more of a motorcycle guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
when Daryl says he, they go to the pharmacy and he goes, she goes, I'll tell you, show you what we need. And he's all, no, we're just going to take it all. I immediately thought, yeah, that's why I've been, I was so critical in the beginning of the show, whenever they'd go somewhere and places would be picked over, but there'd still be some really useful items. Yeah. No, it, people, when they're, especially yeah. when they're scared, yeah. they're going to take they're stock bored, up, man. right? So this is actually a department of belief. I'm like, yeah, this is actually what would really happen. And that made me think back to Maggie propositioning Glenn for sex in the pharmacy. <laughs> yeah. Which in hindsight really seems so out of character for her. Yes. And that's another instance of them taking something right from the comic that maybe doesn't belong in the show. Although it was uh, a great moment. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but, you know, she I don't think she would really do that, right? Unless she's all of a sudden going to, like, if Glenn dies, then she'll start propositioning everybody else for sex. That'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Completely in character. Right. Um, hopefully they also grabbed a lot of prophylactics. <laughs> well, they took everything. Um, it seemed a little far-fetched to me that none of our guys died in that firefight. Oh, my God. How many times? Well, th- we, one of them did. Denise. But, but yeah, but, you know, once the guns started. Yes, once they... the guns started, apparently the guns only hit the bad guys. They never hit our guys. It's weird, right? Yeah. And if, if, and come to think of it, if Dwight was so bad with that crossbow that he wasn't even aiming for her uh-huh. and they had a bunch of guns, why not just shoot yes. somebody? <laughs> yes. But it wouldn't have been as dramatic. If you're really going to drown your baby, as sad as I, I don't want to make light of that, but to keep him twi- quiet, would you really write hush, hush, hush all over the wall? If I you're mean, going crazy, Morgan style. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. that's what I thought. All right. I guess I can let that go. That's all my suspension and disbelief. Daryl didn't want to take the tracks. Is that because he didn't want to be out in the open? I was thinking that it was more like uh, PTSD because... Terminus. Yeah. Yeah, could be. And then I guess on the way back, he just was feeling... Better. uh, Like supportive of Denise, right? Yeah. But he should have stuck with his thing there. Go Go on the tiny little pathways. Don't go on the tracks, man. For those of you who've played Telltale's Walking Dead game, that pharmacy reminded me of that game because there's a section of that game that's in a pharmacy and it's locked up like that. So Creepy. I thought that was kind of cool. Creepy. Uh, Denise fiddles with that display that had a bunch of keychains with names on them. Did uh-huh. you notice that? One yeah. said Ron. Yeah. And I was looking to see if any other characters. One said T-Dog. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> there were no other characters. She got the Dennis one, right? Oh, is that what it was? I thought that, Okay, because of her brother? Mm-hmm. All right. I was sort of wondering that whole time if she was trying to trick them into going somewhere where like her family was or something. Oh. But I, that's not what happened. Nope. I think that might be it. Yep, that's it. Okay. All right, let's take a little break. There's more to come. Stay with us. Denise, promise me you'll come around for you. You decide to spread your wings Spread your wings and leave this town Denise, there's something you should know I hid the bottle in the woods To mark the spot where I first realized
for our next sponsor from the company that brought you Grand Theft Auto, Borderlands, Bioshock, WWE, <laughs> 2K16, which I've never played, comes this whole new comic book universe that you've heard me talk about before. It's the Double Take Universe. Uh, the first 10 stories start in the world established by our favorites or one of our favorite zombie movies, Night of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. 1968 cult classic. And then they kind of let it run, their imaginations run wild with it. I have a whole bunch of copies of these here. So this is the one, it's called Soul, and it's the one that stars the uh, sheriff that says they're they're, they're all messed up. They're all messed up. Oh, it's great. These physical copies are really, they have really nice paper stock. Beautiful. They do these like, ads from the 60s in the <gasps> ultimate cocktail party yeah with so classic onion it's all the um atmosphere this one is called dedication it takes place in a grocery store yeah and all the zombies come in and start eating all the food and the manager gets mad <laughs> <laughs> and you can see at the end each one of these books is in evans county pennsylvania yeah. and it shows a map that i'm showing karen right. and they, it shows where around the county it takes place now the guy uh the contact at double take told me that this map will open up and they'll spread out and the stories <gasps> will start to take on different kinds of tones and things that will go beyond the zombie genre which will be interesting to see how they do that that is so cool. So and check out this one. See, there there are a lot of different tones. Some oh, of these yeah. are more funny. Some of them are creepy. Yeah. Uh, so this is called Z Man. It's like feds in yeah. feds coming to investigate. There, here's one that's at a um, hospital called yep. Medic. Yep. So oh, they're really and they're beautifully illustrated. Yeah, and they all have different illustrators and writers and. Um, it's kind of a, it's a, something new that I've never seen quite like this before. Yeah, it's very cool. So as a listener, <laughs> what? I have the ultimate TV primetime guide yeah. to 1966, April 24th, 1966. That is so great. <laughs> so as a listener of Walking Deadcast, you can read all 10 first and second issues for free if you just go to doubletakeuniverse.com. If you'd rather have a physical comic, which I think are pretty cool, you can binge read by picking up all first and second issues. They're in what they call super packs at your local comic shop, at Barnes and Noble, at GoHastings.com or MidtownComics.com. Those are about $20 each, which is really inexpensive for comic books because most comic books cost $3 a piece these days, at least, sometimes more. So that's a really good price. It is a great price. So again, if you want to just check them out, check out a few of them, just go to DoubleTakeUniverse.com. Thanks, DoubleTake. Obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens... The people it kills get up and kill. Are they slow moving, Chief? Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. This is a Walking Deadcast news update. All right, lots of news today. So first is the interview I mentioned with Merritt Weaver from Entertainment Weekly. It didn't say all that much, but I thought it'd be interesting. So they said, how and when did you find out about Denise's demise? She says, I always knew that it would be a one season thing. A couple of weeks before we shot the episode, Scott called and let me know the specifics. He said, were you aware that in the Walking Dead comic, this is actually how, oh, I don't want to say, another character actually dies with an arrow through the brain. No, I wasn't because I don't know anything about the comics. I heard during production that stories were being fudged and they weren't following the books to a T, but I didn't know the specifics. What will you miss about playing Denise and working on this show? 
Nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she says the friendliness of the people, how welcoming they were and inclusive. Uh, it's not always like that on all sets. And I really appreciated the effort that people put in to make it a nice place to work. So Aww, yeah. that's nice. We hear that from, from everybody, everybody. everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next Steven Yun and Samara weaving are starring in an action movie called mayhem. Samara weaving is Hugo weaving's niece, I think. Oh, and she's the hottie who was in Ash vs. Evil Dead, that blonde girl at the end. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. So it's her and Steven Yun. Huh. I think they're the, like the stars. And it's the story is a virus infects a corporate law office on the day attorney Derek Saunders Yun is framed by a coworker and wrongfully fired. The infection is capable of making people act out their wildest impulses. Oh. <laughs> Trapped in the quarantine building, our hero is forced to savagely fight tooth and nail for not only his job, but his life. Pick is due to begin principal photography later this month on location in Belgrade, Serbia. Wow. Your wildest impulses. Is that like a zombie virus? It's a take on it. I mean, yeah. I think... Um, David Cronenberg made a movie like that that was perverted. Mm. Your wildest impulses. If your wildest impulse is to to eat your friends, then I suppose (laughs) it would be exactly like it. Mine would be, I got to surf the net. I surf the net. (laughs) Oh, you're wild. Wild. (laughs) (laughs) No, it would probably be other stuff. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. So next, uh, the kill floor from last week's episode was... I found out the same set that was used in the movie Saw, which took place in one room, and that was the room. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if that was filmed in Sonoy. I don't know. I didn't find Hmm. that part out. Hmm. Maybe this is BS. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they transported the set to Sonoy. (laughs) I don't know. That's what I read. Okay. Next, there's some cool... Fear the Walking Dead teasers online. You should go check those out if you're interested. Just interesting stuff of them on the boat and zombies floating in the water and yep. then like reaching the shore and stuff like that. Um, They've been playing ads during the Walking Dead. Uh-huh. Cool. Yep. Have you been watching that stupid airplane thing? Anything yes. happens yet? <laughs> no. There was like one zombie in the bathroom. No, uh, as far as I know, uh, uh, the gra- the grass, the glass is cracking in the airplane window. Oh and, right, yeah, and as you mentioned, well, hopefully didn't it'll that open happened up last and, week. What about last every- night? Uh, the glass nothing- cracked more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only saw one of them because I sped through it. Okay. So I, I, they didn't all get sucked. Listeners, out. <laughs> have they been sucked out of the airplane yet? <laughs> Let us know. Okay. Uh, but anyways, Fear the Walking Dead, you know, it was uneven. There were definitely parts of it that I liked. I was I, I was really not happy that they skipped over nine days when the premise was supposed to be that we get to find out how society crumbled. But uh, I think for season two, I'm just like, okay, forget about that. It's not going to be about how society crumbled. I have to judge it just on its merits based on yeah. another zombie show. Yes. <clears throat> so we'll see how it is. I mean, I, I'm I'm eagerly awaiting it and hoping it's good. From that show, Lincoln Castellanos, who played Tobias, who's a fan favorite, Mm -hmm. they asked him whether he would return for season two. He said, that's a great question. And people keep wanting me to get down to it and just be clear with an answer. So I'll say this in general, as far as the series goes, not just season two, I don't think it's a question of if he'll come back. It's really more of when 
When will the time be right for him to return and what condition will he return in? So I'm wondering if he's saying that as a hint to the producers or if he actually knows. <laughs> right, if he actually knows anything. <laughs> but showrunner Dave Erickson says, I cannot promise that we'll see Tobias in the body of the season, but I can say this. I love Lincoln as an actor and I love the character. I know he's a fan favorite and I'm trying to figure out a dynamic by which we can uh, get to tell the Tobias story. I'm exploring it and I can't promise anything, but I am exploring it. <laughs> so webisodes maybe. Yeah. Maybe next year, instead of on an airplane, it'll be Tobias. That would be better. <laughs> I hope. Yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I that, for one thing, Lincoln Castellanos is is the nicest, coolest guy ever. Is he? Yes. He's really great. So I hope that. And Tobias was a highlight of that show. So I hope something can happen for him. Yay. There was this awesome interview with Andrew Lincoln in The Guardian that I'm going to spend a little time on here. Here's an excerpt. Uh, the interviewer says, but surely the walking dead is richly allegorical. I suggest the refugee crisis, resentment over immigration, Islamophobia, distrust of government, all have their on-screen parallels in the show that has made Lincoln globally famous and Trump's foreign, foreign policy platform, building a wall to keep out Mexicans and refusing Muslims entry into the U S finds its parallel in the walking dead in which mm. humans build walls to keep out the undead. I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> Lincoln says, mm. I'd rather not be drawn into saying something about Donald Trump. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> the Smart man. Disappointing. In any case, Lincoln argues the walking dead is bigger than mere presidential elections. Yeah. Quote, in Western culture, we have ignored death. We're running the other way. Everything is about life and youth. So there's something resonant about walking around with our own death masks. Zombies are the visible embodiment of death staring at us with our own faces. Oh, oh that was interesting, cool. right? Yeah. Yeah. When viewed through, through that filter, like, oh, Walking Dead is is a way for us to sort of look directly at death and not shy away from it. That's interesting. That is interesting. Except, except now the zombies are so... They're, they're not really no. human, right? But people die, though. Yes. A lot. Yes. And that's a part of it that... And it's all very fraught. It's all, <laughs> you know, life and death all the time. Yeah. And yeah time to is. relax. <laughs> Lincoln says he was lucky enough to look haggard after the re uh, recent birth of his second kid when he auditioned for the role <laughs> of Rick Grimes. He said, I hadn't slept for three days and I Perfect. was shell-shocked. I had this apocalyptic chic that probably <laughs> fit the bill. I looked like I'd survived the zombie apocalypse. <clears throat> Um, Frank Darabont wanted the Gary Cooper of High Noon, a classical leading man, very moral, almost gentle and quiet. But he also wanted a family man. So the perfect storm of meeting someone who just had the, his second child was really appealing to him. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. And then when he got the party, signed away a chunk of his life, quote, you have to sign a standard Hollywood contract of five or six years. Generally, a show doesn't go past one season. So it's a matter of hedging your bets. But we, he and his wife, Gail Anderson, who's the daughter of Jethro Toll frontman Ian Anderson, <laughs> did have that conversation while our child was screaming during a night feed and decided to <laughs> risk it. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. He said, I've always wanted to work in America because of the brilliant East Coast political movies of the 70s and 80s. Great scripts, wonderful performances, gritty urban parable. He cites Serpico, The Conversation, The French Connection, and The Godfather Trilogy. Whenever I'm losing faith in the planet, I'll get a box set out and watch those. 
that makes them have faith in the planet. Wow. It is weird. But I when I hear names of movies like that, I feel like we need more movies like the 70s, like you know, that, adult yeah. movies. I thought that a couple of, um, what was it called? The the movie that won the Oscar? It's sort of along yes. those lines. Spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah, me too. I like that movie a lot too. It's good. Made me feel smart. He says, the fun of my job is I get to dress up for a living and play different people. The window of opportunity is so small. I was going to do a play and it would have meant me getting off a plane from America and going straight to rehearsals, doing the play, getting back on a plane and going straight back to America. I couldn't do that. My number one responsibility when I'm not slaying zombies is being a parent. Yep. So that's sort of indicative of his desire to do other things. You know, that I was saying maybe he might be one of the ones that might like to move on. Contract is coming up. Five or six year contract. Yeah, well, he must have signed a new one by now, you'd think. I don't know. I mean, they, they're six years in. Maybe at this point, he's year to year. <laughs> season to season, you know? He says, uh, I don't have smartphones or apps or anything. And people ask me why. I say, my wife is my app. <laughs> she's <laughs> magnificent. And then she's she's uh, the most honorable profession in the world. She's a full-time mom. Lincoln doesn't do social media either to keep the maddening crowds of fans at bay quote, I've got nothing to say and I'm just too busy, but I don't get it. People taking photos of their own food. That's very odd behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Next, uh, outcast Robert Kirkman show about demon possession yeah. mm-hmm. premieres June 3rd on, I think Cinemax. The first episode was screened last week at South by Southwest mm-hmm. variety says the world of outcast is steeped in dread. Kyle almost famous as Patrick Fugit. Lives oh, yeah. in a state of chronic emotional pain his entire life. He's watched people close to him become possessed and turn violent. He doesn't know why. It, long story short, he teams up with his pastor in town who's doing exorcisms, even though he doesn't have a religious background. Uh, Kyle doesn't. And uh, the exorcisms are bloody and punctuating by bone crushing violence. Ugh. He was yeah. in, by the way, Patrick Few was also in Gone Girl. Yeah, he was great with did, Kim uh, Dickens. Yeah, did um, yeah, another Fear the Walking Dead mm-hmm. person. Um, are you gonna watch it? Yeah, I'm kind of excited. because yeah. uh, I like demons and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I want to check it out for sure. What about you? You probably had enough of this stuff, right? No, I actually uh, demons is sort of a refreshing twist change on the, yeah on the genre so yeah no i hey I, I, I can't get enough of this the one thing it says is as episodic horror goes outcast is very well done but it has a mainstream sensibility and doesn't seem eager to push those boundaries stylistically still it's a spooky and exciting hour mm. so we'll see yeah all right two more Redis's favorite zombie scenes quote there's been a bunch <laughs> i really like the chain and taking off the three zombie heads with the chain yeah that was awesome. yeah that was good that was kind of awesome very indiana jones-ish yes i also liked putting my hand up inside the walker's eyeballs and using him like a bowling ball and smashing that cop across the face i don't i remember that, that I like don't, the hospital i don't remember but uh, i remember when he did that and i was like that's <laughs> awesome yeah so those are the two and then finally uh i wrote to mike carey who yeah, wrote Girl with, Girl all, with the all the Gifts saying, is it true? Did they actually change the name of yeah. the movie from She Who Brings Gifts to the girl back to the, yeah. with the book, The Girl with All the Gifts? He said yes. So, <gasps> yay! Because that's a much better name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I also just wanted to brag that Mike Carey responded to my email. And that you and him are besties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> that's it for the news. Now it's time for our final sponsor. It's Club W, which woo. stands for woo. Wine, baby. Wine. 
Yeah, so if you're like me, then you know what you want except for wine. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I think I know what wine I like. And then I try another, say, Zinfandel. And I'm like, this, I don't, I thought I liked Zinfandel. I don't like this one so much. What's your, what's your poison? I like dry wines. Interesting. Yeah, not overly not sweet. Not sweet wines. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's a start. Yeah, so with Club W, you don't have to... Yes, you instead fill out this quiz. It's a six question taste quiz that asks you about your tastes. And then they send you three wines and it's based on your answers to those. So it's wines that you'll love drinking. They send you two reds and a white. Yep. <clears throat> you can pick any one that you want, though. They have uh, oh, yeah. like dozens to choose from. That's just their suggestion. Yes. Their suggestion every month is two reds and a white. But you can overrule that mm. and you can you say... You can explore their site. Oh, yeah. Which... Is exactly what I did. It's really fun, too. Did you watch any of the videos? Like, you can watch sommeliers talking about the characteristics of each one of those wines. I haven't done that it, yet. It's cute. So they're leading what they call the grape-to-glass wine revolution, which basically means they work directly with the vineyards. So they can cut out middlemen like distributors, mm-hmm. marketers, and they can save you money. And they, do. they offer a no-risk guarantee that you'll love what they send you or you can get your money back, yep. which is awesome. It so is awesome. Zero risk. And this has been one of our most fun sponsors. And I didn't realize it was going to be like this, but with both of us, it was like an experiment. You get to fill out this quiz and you get your wine and then you get your friends around and you try them out and mm-hmm. see how it is and it becomes a party. So you got a new another shipment right i got my third shipment in yeah and they're not giving us this stuff free anymore (laughs) no i no, i'm i'm paying for it because i gratefully and gladly pay for it because it's actually unbelievably a great value and i love the wines i i actually uh this last order i got two of the five were ones that i had had before and i love them so much that i reordered So I've got I've got the two that I liked before, and then I tried three new ones. So, but you um, haven't tried them yet. I haven't tried them yet because we were gone for the weekend at spring training. Did you put in David's taste profile this time and see what they would? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I did not. I'm gonna next time. I swear. Next time. All right. Well, you have to let us know. Uh, I don't know if Club W is on our roster again, but but either way. Yeah, I'm so excited. Let us know how it is. So uh, you guys can get this is our most valuable offer of of any sponsor well i guess you get the free comic books but <laughs> with, with club w you get 50 percent off your first order if you go to club w.com slash deadcast so 50 percent, man give it a try it's crazy great value you're gonna love it all right now it's time for listener moans groans and grunts do you want to go first? Or uh, you, yo, go ahead. You want me to go first? Yeah, do it, man. <laughs> okay. Corey Metcalf says, fuckity fuck, 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 not Denise. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said it, Corey. Leanne Hicks, hi, Leanne, says, no, not Denise. Just no, nope. Nope. Megan Kleinman says, yay, Denise, suck it. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Megan didn't say that. She says, sacrificing Denise was incredibly disappointing. Loved her character and loved how the actress played the character. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mofevo writes, really wanted to see Denise conduct a Carol therapy session. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh, Dang, that'll never happen. 
Adrian Montagnier says, now I found myself cracking up when there are scenes like tonight with them walking along the tracks or digging because of the Honest Trailers clip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Becky Price writes, does it bother anyone else every time they spend an entire episode character building only to kill the character at the end? Rest in peace, Denise. The biggest loss was that uh, Tara will never got her damn soda. (laughs) And it says, update, holy shit. Eugene just bit Dwight's dick off. (laughs) (laughs) She probably wrote that and then saw that. Ashley Haas says, I mean, I guess technically we still haven't seen a baby walker yet, but that was still really dark. I remember when the worst thing we had seen so far was a whole family killed in their beds by the father. I don't know why that seems so funny to me. (laughs) So funny. Kira Chaka? Chaka. Says... That was some epic dick biting. I'm impressed. It was. <laughs> Daniel Diaz says Rick's group must be covered in rabbit's foots when battling with the yes. likes of the governor, Terminus, Wolves, and so far part of Negan's group. But they have shit for luck when going on scavenger runs for drugs. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the, they in, like in Star Wars, you know, the the uh, stormtroopers die, but our heroes they're perfectly fine. Right all the time. Sarah Oaks writes, I did not see that coming. Denise was my favorite Alexandrian. Nothing comes, uh, nothing good comes from following the tracks. This season is really making us question our group's decisions. If Daryl had killed the people in the burned forest, if our group hadn't attacked the saviors, if Daryl hadn't followed the train tracks, or was it all just a matter of time until the saviors found our group and attacked them uh, with their guard down? All I know is I'm really dreading the rest of the season because I think this episode was only the beginning and we're about to lose more people we care about. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it was just a matter of time because, well, in the show world, in the world of creating a show, I guess I should say, you're going to have the bad guys attack the good guys. So they would (laughs) somehow manufacture a way for that to happen. Right. Heather Lewis Sanders says, can I just say that any man who bites a dick should survive a bullet wound? (laughs) I don't know. Is there a correlation? I mean, seriously, P.S. I mean, I would say in most cases, any man who bites a dick is going to get a bullet wound. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And he's going to survive it. it, Not if it has anything to do with me. Um, (laughs) Did this scene make anyone else think about the part in Stephen King's short story, The Body, a.k.a. the film Stand By Me? Chopper, sick balls. Do you remember that? Chopper, sick That balls. was the, the junkyard guy's dog. Like Doberman or something. And that's his the command. Yeah, Chopper, yeah. sick balls. <laughs> that's hilarious. Wow. What a command. Excellent <laughs> command. Uh, Didi Bergeron says, Daryl can so drive a stick shift. No way any real Southern boy can't. She <laughs> <laughs> didn't believe that. Alicia Goatsey Stout says, I have a theory. We all know Lauren Cohan has short hair, right? I think Carol's done, and in her honor, Maggie chops her hair. Hashtag, it could happen. (laughs) Could be, could be. Could be. Larry Blake writes, regarding Eugene making ammunition, it is very possible. The technology, while now more efficient, hasn't changed in principle in nearly 150 years. It is totally possible once materials have been obtained. I first learned the basics of, of the process in a few hours as a teenager. Eugene has found his niche. I wonder if Larry... Mixed bullets. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. It's probably handy. 
Michael Darwin says, those weak spine cowards. I'm sorry, but they just chickened out with Denise. Comic readers know who should have died tonight, but he's become too damn popular. Rick? <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. This is what I feared when the show went on the air, that certain actors and characters would get plot immunity. This is a good example of it. No offense to those who have died of late, but we haven't killed off a major cast member since Tyrese. Everyone since has been an Alexandrian or Noah. The herd has gotten too large and needs to be thinned. I'll, we'll mention who that is in the comic talk section if you guys uh, care about that. Okay, next email. This one comes from Kayla who writes, Really show you're killing off one half of a rare lesbian couple on TV. Dr. Denise, who saved Carl from certain death, who is, along with Tara, one of the lone bright spots in the midst of constant doom and gloom. Who is the only character, I'm sorry, who is the only doctor in Alexandria? And yet you fall into the same tired, worn out, dead lesbian syndrome cliche that's <laughs> being used time and time and time again. It's sickening. The countdown for Tara has begun. Yes, I know anybody can die on The Walking Dead. And yes, I know the show didn't intentionally decide to fall into that cliche. But just like Dwight, who didn't intend to kill Denise in the first place, she is still dead. And it's still a ridiculously worn out cliche. I miss the old Carol, not this watered down, morganized version. I'm sure she'll come back full force or she'll die. We'll see. I think she'll come back full force and she'll die. <laughs> and then she'll die. Um... It is awful because, yeah, it would have been... She was one of the rare lesbian couples on TV. Yeah. and Half of one. Yeah, half sorry. One. She's half of one, right. She wasn't an entire couple. She was only half of a couple. And, and yeah. And also, I like this other stuff, uh, Lone Bright Spots, that's the one that gets me. I know. She, she added something to the show. She's totally know? relatable. Yeah. And I felt like she was very real. And part of that is the actress and part of that is her character. And it yeah. was awful. Yeah. I agree. I agree, Kalar. Yep. All right. We got two calls. This is Nick from Spokane, Washington. Hey, this is Nick out of Spokane, Washington. I have to say, every time you think it's going to be a safe and slow episode, they do it again. <laughs> I'm actually surprised they killed Denise. I actually liked her as a character. Uh, but all in all, this was a great episode. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I think um, she was starting to come into her own, and I feel bad for her. Uh, at the same time, it looks like uh, Dwight, or I'm sorry, Eugene, got a uh, got got himself a little bit of sausage, so he's not going to go hungry for a while. <laughs> But at the same time, he did not call dibs, and that was not fair. Uh, here's my zombie sound. <laughs> Sorry, that was a zombie just after eating. All right, thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> thanks, thanks Nick. Nick. And here's Katrina from Tampa. Um, I actually don't know if this is recording, it but is. hey, guys. Um, my name is Katrina. I live in Tampa, Florida. This is my first time I've called. Um, hopefully I reached the right number, but it said brains, so I feel like I'm doing okay. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about the episode. I really love this episode. I love Denise dying, being shot in the eye. It was very... Lovely. It was very predictable for me because it was like a, you know, either Tara's going to die or Denise is going to die, but everybody knows that Tara's pregnant. So, you know, got to send one of them home. Might as well surprise us a little bit. And um, another thing that was kind of interesting for me was... Um, Carol leaving, it felt very much so like when she left at the prison and, you know, she left and they didn't talk about her and they didn't show her, but, you know, she was coming back and something was going to happen. 
And so I guess I'm a little bit concerned that when Negan shows up, she's going to be a prominent person in that situation. Yeah, so that's my first thoughts on this. I guess that I have to I have to talk like a zombie, right? Yeah. Um, um. Brave. Okay. <laughs> my my cat just came over. Thought I was beckoning him. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I look forward to hearing the podcast. Bye. Your cat came over. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I'm gonna try that with my cat. Food. Meow. <laughs> So she thought that one of them would die. Oh, one of them's going to die. Yeah. Basically confirming what Kalar said. Yes. <laughs> that, exactly. Oh, one of these lesbians has to die, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> why do they why does any of them have to die? Nobody has to die, people. Why don't they listen to me? The producer should just listen to me. <laughs> 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 All right. That's it for Listener Moans Going to Grunts. It's time for Comic Talk. This is our first Comic Talk in a few weeks. Before I hand it over to Mr. Blog and Gracie Lou, do you want to know who was supposed to get that arrow? Uh-uh. You don't want to know? No. Okay. Darn it. Because I think you'd actually like it. All right. Then tell me. <laughs> okay. Tell me who's supposed to get so that arrow. If you don't want to be spoiled on comic, you should uh, uh, on the comic, you should skip to the next section. So who was supposed to get the arrow was Abraham. He ah. he, from and it just in the comic it was like he was talking and then all of a sudden there's an arrow in his head, what? Whoa, crazy! Wow. So I think that's why they had half of this episode with Abraham and Eugene because it a lot of it aligns with the comic. So comic readers thought that it was going to be him, you know. Yep. <laughs> wow. People wrote in saying that too. <gasps> Oh, that makes perfect sense, too, because a lot of people were saying that Abraham was going to die. He was making peace with death. And remember uh, the last couple yeah, episodes? Right. Mm. And I guess maybe they did that because people like Abraham's army. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, He's ready to die. Yeah, I kind of I kind of wish they would have done that. I wish they would have done that. Me, too. Sorry. Uh, who? Who plays Abraham? Michael Kudlitz. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Michael, sorry Michael Kudlitz. Kudlitz. But I kind of wish they would have done that, and because then Denise was adding something cool yeah, to the show, and she was. we could have seen how people went on without Abraham. Wow, that was a mean thing. We just yeah. said we wished somebody else would die. I know that's what this shit we brings us mean. to. Let's see how mean we deserve to die, Mister Blowy. <laughs> I think you deserve to die. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll die first. <laughs> All right, let's turn it over to Mister Blog and Gracie Lou. Take it away, you guys. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Comic Talk here on the Walking Dead Cast. Grace, how you doing? I'm doing just fine. I'm excited that we have a few things to talk about tonight. No kidding, we had two weeks with basically nothing that we could discuss in any way, shape, or form, uh, save one scene with Abraham breaking up with Rosita. We could have talked about that, but not worth the effort at the time. However, <laughs> this episode gave us quite a few little meaty bits to dig into, didn't it? It sure certainly did. I mean, some stuff taken right out of the comics and then st- some things adapted for the television series. So it was kind of interesting to see where they went with these with these things that we're going to discuss. <laughs> yeah, and I got to say I I'm kind of cool with the changes. I don't know about you. We'll just I guess we'll talk about that here in a second. But Grace, why don't you go ahead and talk about the very first thing that stood out to us immediately? Yeah, well, the first thing that I noticed was 
was Eugene and um, his plan to manufacture bullets. And yeah. as we know, as comic fans, it's a major, major thing uh, for Eugene and kind of the start of many things to come. But uh, yeah, so it was, it was great seeing that and seeing the inside of the factory. And man, that whole time Eugene and Abraham were walking. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking the whole so time. Tense. I really was. And I was I was sitting back going, okay, here it is. It's going to happen now. This is where it's going to happen. This is the end of Abraham. I just, I expected it 100%. And it didn't happen. And it didn't it, happen. And it it did happen. not happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> and then they went their separate ways. I'm like, right. what, what the hell? What's going on? Okay. And then out of, out of the blue, a bolt goes through Denise's head. Oh, and I was just Lord. like... Oh, that, Dr. Denise. <laughs> yeah, that that actually really hit me. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't see that coming. I didn't expect it. I didn't want it. Definitely bummed me out. Uh, I maybe should have seen it coming that they were focusing so much on her. In, and she was speechifying, but it didn't. Uh, it still didn't occur to me that that's what was about to happen. No, but when it happened... Come on. I mean, there was a big chunk of me. I'm like, yes, you know, they yeah. did it. They're doing Where it. Where she kept on talking for a while after. Oh, oh man. yeah. And it gave me that same sort of queasy feeling that yes. I remember getting in the comic book where I'm just like, oh, my God, that's so messed up. He was still talking. But in this case, it was Denise. Yeah. It did feel so sad. I, I do think if they had done it with Abraham, it would have been a substantially larger kick to the gut. Um, But maybe they don't want him to go out being a bad guy at the moment. You know, even in the comic book, he and Abraham or he and uh, Eugene, you, the huge, were having uh, you know a, a kind of a reconciliation chat when it happened. So maybe that was his rehabilitation before the bolt in the head. Uh, so maybe they had to do that with Denise instead. Now we're going to be all sad for Tara. Um, yeah, and now I was we surprised. Doctor um, Carson. It was. It's sort of an off to say this, but um, I was kind of surprised she wasn't at the burial. She's she? still out on the out on the road. She's been oh, gone for two weeks. That's right. She left first. That's yeah. right. That yeah. is right. So oh. she she's gonna be all sad when she Poor comes Tara. back not pregnant. And um <laughs> the whole Negan thing would have happened, you know. So yeah, she'll suddenly be not pregnant. So it'll be amazing. But and immediately from there, let's follow that bolt backwards. And that came from our good old buddy Dwight. Great and introduction, huh? Well, we've already been introduced to Dwight, and this is something that I've well, really enjoyed. Well, we didn't get to see his face. Well, now his or face hear is, his of name, course, really. the full name. We get to, to see his melted, what we always refer to as melted. Now it just looks like a mildly burned uh, side of his face there. But I don't know. I was so happy to see him. He does look to me very much like I think Dwight should look. It, mm-hmm. it, it just fit perfectly. Oh man, I was stoked on that. Um, really yes, and of was. Of course, and, and, in, the, the, in the comic book, it is not Daryl's bow because there's no Daryl. It's just Dwight's no. Dwight's crossbow. Uh, yeah. So he knows how to use it. So he wasn't aiming for anybody else besides who he hit in the comic. But 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 here's the thing that I, I have to give credit to the show for, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before, is the way that they're setting up a whole lot of things in the show that they didn't really set up in the comic that yes. events would happen in the comic that seemed very out of place and very much like what? Wow. Where did this come from? Case in point, Maggie's any kind of leadership role for Maggie. Mm-hmm. It didn't have a basis in anything, but the show is now give us a basis for that. And I love that. They kind of did that with Dwight. We meet him first where he's doing something bad against Negan. His face was not yet melty. So it's going to be a, a slightly different reason. I think than it was in the comic. 
But I love that they're they're keeping that there, and it's uh, oh. But of course, my favorite thing that came right out of the comic in this episode was the huge getting a <laughs> mouthful of the D. And by that I mean Dwight, the of big course. chomp, <laughs> the big chomp. Oh my! I was that's the one. Once everything and I had almost happened, thought we weren't going to get it, and when we did, I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> oh, uh, so did I. My hands went up in the air. My, I mean, I just I'm like, "Yes!" And you know, my I'm. I have You're one like person pumping. Yeah, I have one person who is staying here who has not read the comics, so he had no idea why I was fist pumping at that. <laughs> um, other than I'm just like that. This is one of my absolute favorite scenes from the book. It was. It was um, a ballsy I, move from a uh, huge thing. Uh, bum. Yeah, I like that ballsy. But you know, it's it's a different scenario. Of course, they're mm-hmm. not at the gates of Alexandria when that happens. Abraham is still alive. Uh, it was funny to to see Abraham's little head pop up by the oil drums. <laughs> Uh, it was kind of like Eugene, you know, looking in the self-help book section. Kind of looks similar. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I personally, when when the huge ratted him out and said, hey, look, that guy's over there. I actually thought he had straight up ratted him out. Like, Oh, you thought he was that mad? <laughs> I thought so. I thought, oh, my God, he just sold out Abraham. And I thought, oh, maybe- and Eugene doesn't take a bullet in the comic, does he? No, he does not take a bullet in the comic. He just gets a mouthful of Dwight. Yep. That's all. Um, and I think he draws blood. Or maybe that was just... I like, think he does. No, I, I actually think he does draw blood. I was trying to see... Or I, I, was, I said that, and then I was like, oh, wait, maybe it's his own, like, uh, you know, slobber or whatever, but... And, um, and other than that, that rando group of, of saviors that Rick had met in the on the path at one point, and the one mm-hmm. where he sent back, this meeting with Dwight was really the first meeting of the saviors that we had in the comics. So, again, to me, I felt like this was a huge moment in the book. Of course, it was Abraham's death and not Denise's, which I do think would have had a hell of a big impact on, on the show as well. But I'm okay with having some more Abraham around. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of um, TV Abraham, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel disappointed that it wasn't him, or you know, well, I'm fine with it. I'm fine yeah, with I the mean, decision. Uh, I'm not dancing or anything like, yay, Abraham's alive. But you know, it's uh, it's all right by me. So, well, I think more but, people are probably upset about Denise. Well, or some upset about Denise, but then some that it didn't follow the comic because they didn't think it was a big enough death, but. I'm I'm cool oh, with it. They're they're always they're always going to be people <laughs> saying that no matter what. We didn't follow the comic except whatever. Look, that's going to be the case. We know this. We've known it's already very different anyway. Where's Andrea? But uh, I, I'm sure in the next two episodes. Oh, at least speaking of episode which, sixteen, which we didn't talk about earlier when we were going to um, oh, Andrea and um, Rosita. Ros- Rosita has the Spencer. Yes, that's scene. right. I- told you i knew there was something else i knew there was something else i was forgetting besides the bullets which i was also forgetting but absolutely and he even says beef jerky the, stroganoff yes. which is exactly the little courtship that goes on with spencer exactly, and yeah. andrea thank you thank you thank you thank you grace i had totally forgotten about that but that was ripped right out of the book he he does talk andrea to go you know just have one dinner and she agrees so yes i knew there was something else that's awesome um, and, and I'm loving these little, little little attention to those details. They're actually picking up those little things that may have been dropped for one reason or another. Um, and now Carol may be out of the way. 
yeah, I don't know what to think about that. We'll see. <laughs> well, we and you and I, we have nothing to say about that because this is comic talk. And, well, Carol in the comics has been dead for, for a, long a time. very, very yes. long time by Zombicide. Um, <laughs> and I have to say, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I think that would be an interesting. You know, oh. have, have we seen that yet? Zombicide? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, yeah, matter. doesn't matter. Maybe they'll do it. Maybe they won't. Well, Grace, I think now, thanks to your last-minute edition there, and thank you very much, I think we've exhausted everything that we can compare between the comics and the show. I think so, too, but I don't think this uh, is the last time we will be talking this season. No, I, 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 I think we won't be back next week, but I know we'll be back in two weeks for the 90-minute season finale. Very good. Of The Walking Dead. <laughs> Okay, thanks, Mr. Blog and Gracie Lou. Uh, I don't know if they mentioned it, but if I haven't in a while, you should definitely check them out at under the comic covers. Their podcast, they cover The Walking Dead and a bunch of other great independent comics, mostly from Image. I guess I'm going to be on there. The next time they do Walking Dead, uh, Grace is out of town, so Eric asked me to do it. Nice. So that'll be cool. Fun. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm excited to talk about the comic. Cool. All right, now it's time for next week on The Walking Dead. Next week on The Walking Dead, season six, episode 15. The title is East. East, you heard me, East. And the uh, not <laughs> very... East is the ocean if you're in Washington, right? D.C.? Yeah, yeah. but they're in Virginia. Oh, right, but right, right. East is still the ocean. Mm-hmm. East. Alexandria is alerted after realizing someone is missing. Hmm, who could they be referring to? Several search parties will venture out, but what they find isn't what they're hoping for. Dun, dun, dun. Didn't you read that exact same one last week? Pretty much. I thought it was exactly the same. No. That sounds very familiar. (laughs) Does it? Yeah. Did you accidentally read this one last week? I'm going to look it up really quick. IMDb, Walking Dead. Where do you get those from IMDb? No, I get them from the Walking Dead site. Oh, maybe they... Oh, that's so they weird. all sound exactly yeah, like. Maybe yeah. that's why you think. No, but I I could swear. Maybe I read it on my own or something. It says, for twice as far after... See, I don't remember hearing this. After a minor victory against the Saviors, a supply run led by Daryl turns chaotic when he and his group cross paths with the White. I think, I think you... That would have been spoilery. Yeah. That would have been really spoilery. Well, okay. This isn't the same either. This is from IMDb for next week. Mm. So maybe a little spoilery. It says, Daryl hunts down Dwight. Back at Alexandria, Morgan sets out in search for Carol and then kills her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit more uh Morgan sets out there. in search of Carol? That's what it says. You know what? I, that makes sense. The it, This episode ended on him. Him yeah. looking at her bench. Mm. Oh. So, mm. so it should be good. Um, you know, Carol's missing and uh, they're gearing up to go get her. And you hear Glenn in a voiceover saying it's bigger than we thought. And I don't mm. think he's referring to Dwight's Dwight. <laughs> sad <laughs> junk. I think he's referring to something else. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Two more episodes. All 
All right, that's our show, episode 212. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. If you want to call us, you can call us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. Or click that, what is it, send voicemail button on walkingdeadcast.com. Which we love. You can email us at brains at podcastica.com. And you can find us on the web at podcastica.com or facebook.com slash deadcast, which is where most people are writing to us these days. Like people don't send emails much anymore. They go and respond on our Facebook post, which is fine. I just noticed like, that we're done. It's really shifted over to that way. Or at least say I'm done. No, they don't. <laughs> what? That one. So there was a call last week from some a guy saying that he was mad that I cut you off because... <clears throat> You're about to spoil a very important scene in um, Game of Thrones. <laughs> 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 but I, I'm really gun shy about spoiling stuff because when we, especially when we talk about shows that are currently on, we right. always get complaints. Yeah, we do. But he was pissed because he has a total crush on you. Well, it's right back at uh, you, anonymous man. I would have played <laughs> his call, except he called me a douchebag. <laughs> and therefore, you must, you must be punished. Although I got to tell you, he had a great point. Let's see if someone calls you a douchebag and see if you think any of their points are great. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, there's a hint for you. (laughs) I've said that before. People have called me a douchebag because I... No. Yes, they have. When at the very first season that we did this, I think think it was during a Republican Democratic uh, election. Oh, yeah. And I said something that uh, revealed my political affiliation. People got mad And they were mad. And I said, you know what? You're right. And I, yeah, s- we I shut up about it. So you're saying I shouldn't cut you off anymore? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I won't. No, I should never spoil things. <laughs> I do it too. I will self you know, cut off. I'm sorry. But I but I love you, anonymous Next man. Next time, I promise I will not cut you off, and I'll just edit it out later. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, okay, what time is it? All right. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Anything else you want to nope. say? Okay. That is our show. Thanks for listening. Don't get it. it. Remy la victoire. Tomorrow.